Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What an incredible spirit of worship is in the place today. Amen. I'm just kind of curious how many of you are excited about being in the house of the Lord on this Sunday. Praise the Lord. And I am thankful to be here as well. Give honor to all of you wonderful folks. You may be seated for just a moment. Amen. What an incredible, incredible atmosphere to be able to be in. Amen. There's nowhere else that you could be any better than where you are right now. Amen. I feel the same way today. We are honored to be with our friends today. We give uh, incredible honor today to your wonderful pastor and his family, Brother and Sister Beecham. Amen. Their family. Anna and Michael, as well as Elder and Sister Beecham. I enjoyed the word of the Lord this morning from Elder Beecham today. That was incredible. Amen. I'm going to go home and start sharpening some stuff. I'm going to find some things that need to be sharpened. Uh, so much that we have heard and experienced already today. I told, I told our, we always do this when we go somewhere different on a Sunday, we take notes, we look around. You shouldn't be shocked because I know that's what you're doing to me right now. You know, you're just measuring me up. So I just want you to know I've measured this place up today. I've been looking around and I've been, I've been uh, taking notes, amen. And I, I love the things that I hear. There's something about, there's something just so powerful about ha being in an atmosphere that promotes growth, amen. I wouldn't want to go to a church where I stayed stagnant. I wouldn't want to go to a church that didn't challenge me. I wouldn't want to be a part of something that, that didn't push me to be more than what I am right now. And I saw a lot of that today happening and with these great testimonies and a lot of these incredible things. I, I'm just challenged. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm challenged to do more. I'm challenged to be more. I hope you feel that way today. Uh, I believe that we should grow when we come to church. And um, as a matter of fact, you know, just to kind of break the ice this morning a little bit, I, I heard one author say it this way. He said, there are certain things that, that you, need to, uh, you need to understand in life, and one of those things is that you never stop learning. You never, in the moment you stop learning, perhaps you've just begun to be no more, but you never stop Learning, And one author said it this way. He said, I've learned a few things in life that I try to abide my life by. And he said, number one, never lick a steak knife. I've learned that. And some people have learned that the hard way. <laughs> he said, another thing I've learned is never under any circumstances do you take a sleeping pill and a laxative on the same night. Again, these are not necessarily things I've learned from personal experience. <laughs> Another thing he said was, you know that, that tapping on the shoulder thing that you do where you stand on the opposite side of somebody and, and, and they don't really know who it is? He said, that's annoying. Don't do that. That drives people crazy. Another thing he said was, avoid at all costs driving through Pigeon Forge in the summertime. Anybody here learned that lesson? He said, the final thing I've learned in life is that wherever I go, the world's worst drivers go there with me. 
<laughs> but we all learn and grow. We go through things in life. And uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity to grow. I'm thankful for the opportunity to learn. And I'm so glad to be here at First Pentecostal Church this morning. You have something to be excited about around here. This praise team, this worship team inspired me. Thank you for leading us into the presence of the Lord. Amen. I believe God, we've already heard it today. We've already heard that God has, I believe, prepared this place for something incredible to happen. That miracles are in the house. Amen. Does anybody believe that can happen before we leave this afternoon? If you will, be so kind. Stand back with me for the reading of the word of the Lord today. Genesis chapter number 28. Amen. Genesis chapter number 28. Thank you again, Pastor Beecham, my good friend, my big brother. I didn't have a big brother growing up. I got a big brother now. I was the oldest of three, but I'm thankful for him and his family. Amen. And the invitation to be here today. Miss our folks back in Greenville, Tennessee. But they are doing as they should and continuing right on without us. You pray for us that we will continue to have revival there in that uh, community. And God will bless. Would you say amen? amen? Genesis 28 beginning in verse number 10. The word of the Lord says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went to Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took the stones of that place and he put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. And will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Jacob awakened out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? There is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first seems like any time God, any, anyone or any place experiences a God encounter, one of the common things to happen there is that there is a change in identity. There's a change in the name. We certainly know that it happened with Jacob himself. It also happens here in this place. The Bible says he called the name of the place that at one time was Luz. Now he calls it Bethel. 
Something incredible happens here. You know the story well, but I want to preach to you just for a few moments on this simple thought, the ladder. The ladder. I wonder if you would just lay your Bibles down, lift up your hands unto the Lord, and let's just ask Him to have His perfect will, His perfect way in this place today. Would you lift up your voice unto the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord God, to do what you will in this house today. Lord, help us to set our flesh to the side, get out of the way, and let you do what you want to do. And we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time and give him some praise. Hallelujah. Lord bless you, you may be seated. Brother Sam, man, if you could just give me just a tad more right here. I can hear great out there, but I need to hear like here. I've been having some throat trouble this weekend. Pray the Lord help me through that. No doubt this is a very familiar passage of Scripture for all of you that are here today. Uh, most of you, I should say, never take that for granted. I learned that a long time ago. But uh, no doubt many of you have heard this story You've, uh, you've read it, perhaps, on many occasions. I, I myself uh, have preached from this. I know uh, Elder Beecham, Pastor Beecham, uh, all of these great ministers in this house give honor to all of the ministry team of this church. And I know that this is a familiar passage for, uh, for most of you here today. It is one that is full of, of so much practical information. Incredible application, divine direction is found right here in this incredible story. Genesis chapter 28 gives us the account of the blessing of God that is bestowed by Isaac onto his son Jacob. You might remember that story. You might remember how we got here. You, you remember this was the same Jacob who had scratched and clawed his way into his position in the first place by essentially trading a bowl of beans for the birthright owned by his brother Esau. And then the Bible tells us that he goes and he covers his own smooth skin with, with fur and hair so that he might be more like his brother to deceive his blind father and and receive that blessing. But that's in the past. That's, that's yesterday. It, it is how he got to here, but it's, it's not entirely who he really is anymore. Now we find a different Jacob who is beginning to walk in his new position. And it is a, it is a place of blessing that Jacob finds himself in now. Jacob was not to marry any of the daughters of Canaan. That was the uh, commandment given to him. So he's being sent away to the land of his uncle Laban to find a bride. And all the while Esau is seeking revenge on his brother. He, he is very upset about what has happened. This, this, this has transpired. And in a moment's time, he made a decision that would affect him for the rest of his life. 
That's not entirely uncommon in the day and age in which we live, is it? Has anyone in here ever made a decision that you knew you were going to have to pay for for a lot longer than that initial decision? We're not even talking about anything major. We're not even necessarily talking about the pleasures of sin for a season and all the havoc that that can wreck on your life. But has anybody in here ever experienced what we call buyer's remorse? Has anybody ever made the mistake of going to the grocery store really, really hungry? And you buy a whole bunch of things that at the moment look really good or you're shopping or you're going here and you're going there and you make an impulse. I know I'm not the only one in here that makes impulsive decisions when it comes to purchases. And it doesn't take very long after that till you start counting the cost. You start looking at how long the term and the payment really is going to be for. You start realizing, I'm not going to have this paid off before my children graduate from high school. You start realizing you've got yourself into a situation and it was all based on an impulsive decision. Very much the same thing that happens to Esau. Comes in from the field. He's, he's hungry. He is so hungry. And he trades his birthright, that which is most precious to him in his life, but does him no good in this current moment for something that gives him temporary satisfaction and temporary relief. It's the kind of thing that later on you start regretting. And you can't blame Esau for regretting this. So he's looking for his brother. He's going to make things right. Now, it's to be, to be sure Esau's fault, but he's now blaming his brother. He tricked me. He deceived me. Everybody knows that's what he is anyway. That's what his name means. He's a trickster. He is a deceiver. So Jacob is trying to escape this. Jacob is running from his brother who desires to kill him. And it is in this place of journey that he stops one night to rest. And it's in this place that he takes some stones and he makes a pillow out of stones for his head. And he falls asleep. And as Jacob sleeps on this night, the Bible says that Jacob, with his head resting on a stone, Jacob begins to have a dream. And this wasn't just any dream, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. This wasn't just something that he had as the result of a bad meal the night before. No. This is going to be the greatest thing that Jacob has ever seen in his life. You know this story. Everybody knows how this transpires. This dream consists of what the uh, translators refer to as a ladder. This ladder is so large that it reaches from earth all the way to heaven. We traditionally call this Jacob's ladder. But Jacob didn't put the ladder there. The ladder was God's ladder. This was only Jacob's dream. Now there's a lot of opinions as to what this ladder means. 
I've even heard people say, I don't know where they get so smart, but they, they say, you know, it really wasn't even a ladder. We are talking about a dream here, Pastor. wasn't even really a ladder, but it was more like a staircase. I don't know whether that's true or not. But I'm just going to tell you, I, I, I believe the word of the Lord calls it a ladder, so we're going to call it a ladder today. It was a ladder that stretched from earth into heaven. There's multiple ways that can be seen. There's multiple ways that that can be Applied. I understand Scripture is not given to private interpretation. But I do believe that all Scripture is given for diverse application. I can take one Scripture and apply it to five different areas of my life. And that doesn't mean that I'm interpreting the verse wrong in its context. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So you have the ladder stretching from earth to heaven. Earth up to heaven. Let me tell you just what I believe that this ladder represented in its simplest form. Now, I hope you're not expecting us to continue to climb in altitude right now because we're just about as high in the clouds as we're going to go. I'm setting the cruise at 30,000 feet, and I'll let you know when we start landing here in just a moment. But don't be looking for some deep revelation beyond this point. Let me tell you what I believe the ladder represents, and you see if you agree. I believe this ladder in its simplest form was a point of connection between heaven and earth. Are you with me so far? A point of connection between heaven and earth. That sounds so simple, Pastor. Let me tell you why I think it is. Because God has always desired a point of connection. God has always desired a gateway, an access point between heaven and earth. God has always desired for there to be a connection. For true effectual prayer would only be possible when there is a ladder. So there must exist something to act as a bridge. There must exist something to act as a gateway between heaven and earth. A bridge between the two dimensions. Because before we can truly pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We must acknowledge a channel by which this is accomplished. I believe that it is God's will that heaven's activity become earth's activity. That what goes on in the heavens begins to take place on this earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You know, the only way that this can truly be accomplished is if there's a ladder. There has to be a point of access. There has to be a gateway. But I want you to notice something. Jacob did not just see a ladder. If he had just seen a ladder, we could leave this message right here. And we wouldn't have to say anything else about it. And we could just summarize and theorize of how God utilizes the ladder. But that's not all that Jacob saw in his dream, is it? No, there was activity taking place on the ladder. On this ladder, Jacob saw 
angels. He saw angelic beings. They were going up and they were coming down. The Bible says they were ascending and they were descending. Remember, this is a point of connection. Heaven and earth in this moment are interacting. So I believe those angels that are going up were going up for a reason. And they were carrying something to heaven. And those angels that are coming down are bringing something from heaven back down. My God, have mercy. Back down to the earth. Heaven is receiving something that can only come from the earth. Heaven is receiving something that can only be offered by those who dwell in the earth. And then in exchange, the earth is receiving something that can only come from heaven. We can try to manufacture it all we want. But how many of you know there's certain things we have as expectations when we come into the house of God and we know that the only way it's going to happen is if God sends it down from heaven. There's no amount of singing that's going to bring it. There's no amount of preaching that's going to cause it to happen. But God has to send it down. Something has to go up so that something can come down. Well, it doesn't take a degree in theology to figure out what is taking place during this great angelic exchange. Heaven is receiving something that can only be offered up from the earth. And there is only one thing that God desires that I can read in the scripture from the earth. And that is the sacrifice of praise from man. Did you hear me today? The sacrifice of praise from you and from me. That's the only thing that God really desires from the earth. That sacrifice of praise. The praise of man is what he said. I desire it so much. That if I do not get it from those who have the opportunity to offer it, I will cause an inanimate object to offer that which I desire. But I would much rather have it from the ones that have been created in my image. The image bearers, if you will, of me. So I say that the angels are carrying up to the Lord. The praises of his people. Praise, sacrifice, exaltation. The very thing that God desires from this earth. (laughs) That's what's going up the ladder. Praise is going up the ladder. Being carried into heaven by angels. Offering up a free will praise of God's highest creation. Praise is going up. Praise is being taken. I don't know about you, but that's what I hope is happening in this place today. That there are angels that are going back up the ladder from Lexington, Tennessee, offering praise from this house today. But that's only part of the exchange. Remember, angels were going up. 
But angels were also coming down. And the earth too is receiving something that can only be given from heaven. This something can only come from glory. It can only come from another dimension. And while heaven is receiving something that comes directly from the earth, the earth is receiving something that can only come directly from heaven. Oh, listen, would you tell me what that is that we need down here that only heaven can give us? I, I, I think you already know. But if, you, if you're curious today, I want to tell you, on this ladder, praise is being taken up to God while divine blessing is being brought back down that can only come from heaven. There are things that can only come from heaven that we need in this house. That's why we sing those old songs like we used to sing. How many remember singing songs like when the praises go up the glory comes down. Does anybody remember singing that? When the praises go up, what are we talking about? We're talking about the activity of the ladder. I remember years and years ago singing songs like coming down, 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 coming down, down. The glory of the Lord is coming down. How many remembers that one? What are we talking about? We're talking about the activity of the ladder. We want something to come down from heaven that only heaven can offer the earth. There must be a point of connection. There must be a point of connection. A place where the contents and the behaviors and the activities of heaven can be passed down into this earth. In modern language, in the age in which we live with technology the way that it is, call it a gateway. Call it an access point. But we got to have one. I'll call it what the Bible calls it. We need a ladder. We need a ladder. It probably should be something, Pastor, that we pray every time we come together. When we come together, we know what's going to happen. We, we plan to offer praise unto the Lord. We, we plan to offer the sacrifice of praise. We plan to give that to Him. And we hope and we expect that God will in turn rain His blessing down upon us. But why don't we start praying that even beyond that, let's, let's, let's pray that the cause would actually come to pass. God, when we come together, when we come together, when all of us gather in that sanctuary, we're asking you today, Lord, drop a ladder into the middle of that room. Drop a ladder into the middle of our church today. Drop a ladder into the middle of our prayer meeting today. Drop a ladder into the middle of all of our efforts because we want things to be going up the ladder, but oh, we want some things to be coming down the ladder. There must be a ladder. We need ladder. Notice what the text says happens after this heavenly dream. Can you imagine having the dream that Jacob just had? Seeing what Jacob just saw after God spoke directly concerning the blessing Jacob and his descendants would have and after the promises of alignment and prosperity 
were spoken. The Bible says Jacob wakes up from his sleep. And he looks around and he says, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Am I the only one who knows that song? There you go. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware. And the Bible says he was afraid. He looks around. And don't misunderstand his language. Don't misunderstand what he's saying here. He says, how dreadful is this place? Oh, he doesn't mean terrible. He means reverent. Oh, how set apart. (laughs) How different is this place than any other place I've stayed the night? How different is this place than any other cave I've ever been in? This is none other, he says, but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Jacob wakes up early in the morning and he takes that stone that before had just, had just given him comfort physically. And the Bible says he sets it up for a pillar and he pours oil upon it. And now the very place that actually comforted him physically will become a place of spiritual comfort to Jacob. And he calls the name of this place Bethel. And I'm under no illusion today that you don't know what that means. But the name Bethel is important. The word here literally means house of God. The house of God. Jacob names the place where he saw the ladder. The house of God. Let me say it again. The place where he saw the ladder was unlike any other place. Oh, it might, it might have carpet just like some other places in town. And there might be chairs in here like other places in town. And, and, if, and if a person didn't know better, they might could easily just confuse this with a performing arts theater or some sort of convention center. But no, 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 Jacob says this place is different because of the presence of the ladder. The ladder makes this place different. This place is the house of God. Now that makes for some great preaching right there. And if I had a little bit more time, I might preach about that. Because we all believe in the faithful, in faithfulness to the house of God, don't we? We all believe in the faithfulness of this place. Gathering together on Sunday, midweek, all the times that we have. Because we understand there's things that are going to happen here that don't happen anywhere else. Something coming down the ladder. And you'd better be here to receive it. Because something might come down the ladder that was just for you. And an old elder told me many years ago. He said, buddy, I'm going to tell you, if you're not there, God can't do it. God can do anything. But I learned a long time ago, I'm not going to receive what God has for me. Unless I'm present in the place for that to happen. But you understand. That this is, this is Old Testament. We know that. We understand that. But in the New Covenant, there is a deeper understanding, isn't there? 
There is a deeper understanding of the house of God because the house of God is no longer limited to a physical building of brick and mortar and stucco and block and steel. Not anymore because the earthly tabernacle and the royal temple was symbolic of something greater that was still to come. After the outpouring of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost and the birth of that wonderful New Testament church of which you and I are extensions today. Paul is talking in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 to a bunch of church members and a bunch of folks that just don't want to live right. And here's what he says. He says, do you not understand that your body... Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which you have of God and you are not your own. He says, for you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your what? Body. Your temple and in your spirit which are God's. There it is. Your body is now the temple of God. We're not taking anything away from the preaching of the importance of the physical gathering place that we come together. We're taking nothing away at all from the importance of not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. The assembly of God belongs in its own special place, not to be tampered with, argued with, fussed about, or anything else. But you understand now, your body is the house of God, His dwelling place, the place where His presence will reside what was once a far off land called Bethel is now stationed as the individual personal body of a spirit filled child of God so let me please ask you a very important question today if the latter if the latter was able to show up in an out-of-the-way spot on the road to Haran, then where do you suppose a ladder could be dropped today? Where? Where all do you suppose that God is able and capable of dropping a point of connection between His people and the heavens? You see, the ladder was just that. It's that point of connection. In Exodus, as the children of Israel traveled with the tabernacle in the wilderness, the Bible tells us that a a pillow of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night was with them. What was that? That was a ladder. It was God's point of connection. It was always God's plan for a ladder to stretch between His house into the heavens. So I've got some incredibly great news for the wonderful saints of TPC on this Sunday morning. For you, the temples of God. God can drop a ladder anywhere in your life. I said God can drop a ladder anywhere in your life. 
I was so encouraged by, by the testimony of our brother up here just a few moments ago talking about that child and, and, and the diagnosis and the, the, the possible diagnosis of diabetes and all of that. L- listen, I'm just going to tell you, God can drop a ladder anywhere in your life. Whether it's on your job, whether it's in the den of your home, or it might be right in the middle of a doctor's visit where you're looking across the table hearing news you don't want to hear. I want to tell somebody today, God can drop a ladder. And if God drops a ladder, you better send something up the ladder if you want something to come back. Come on, somebody praise. want anything to come down that ladder. I want to remind somebody that God can drop one right in the middle of the biggest trial of your life. You might be in the middle of your your darkest night, the, the, the middle of your thickest wilderness, but I'm just going to tell you because of the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, walking Bethel's in this place, God can drop a ladder anywhere in any situation in your life. How do I know that? I've seen it happen. God's done it for me. That's the kind of thing that happens to the house of God. Let me, let me take it to this step again. That's the kind of thing that happens in the house of God. For you that are gathered here today with us, I do believe the words of those incredible ministers that went before us. I believe the words of our elder, the words of our pastor today, the words of these men leading worship today that spoke out these great folks singing about nothing being impossible, that God can move the mountains. He he can do the miraculous. He can do anything. And I, I don't believe that's an accident today. I also don't believe that it's an accident that the Lord impressed this message on my heart today because I I believe that's what needs to happen in the house of God. Ladders show up in the house of God. Ladders just pop up in the house of God. Ladders have already been dropped today. But I want to encourage this church. You need to keep the ladders active. You need to keep... I understand you're only responsible for part of that equation. But you are largely responsible for that to happen. There's so many promises of God that are, that are conditional, right? If my people, which are called by my name, if my people do these things, then I will do this for them. This is no different. The latter is conditional. There must be, there must be angels ascending for them there to be angels descending. You understand that if you want anything from glory, you got to send something up to heaven that only the earth, only you, only you are able to offer him. If you're here today and you're struggling at work or you're struggling in tough relationships or you're struggling with situations going on in your life that you don't know how to work out and you don't know the answers to, can I just ask you today, why don't you the next time you go to prayer, why don't you ask God to drop a ladder? 
You got problems at home? Ask God to drop a ladder. Is there trouble in your marriage today? Why don't, listen, he can do it. Ask God to drop a ladder into the middle of your marriage today. Ask God. There must be something going up so something can go down. We used to sing it like this. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Anybody remember that one? Oh, I love it when I go to places that know the same songs I do. <laughs> Come on, keep singing it. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to why don't you stand with me? Let's sing it again. Oh, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Thee. Come on, keep your hands raised. Bless me now, Lord, because I'm sending things up the ladder today. I'm sending things up the ladder today. Heaven is going to receive something from me that can only come from this earth. But God, I'm asking you, Lord, that as the angels go up before you, would you load them down with blessing and bring it back down to the earth because I got some stuff going on in my life that I need you to help me with. I got some stuff happening in my relationships that I need you to help me with. I got some stuff going on that I don't have the answer to and I need you God come on stretch those arms out to the Lord I need you I need you wherever you are whatever's going on in your life today somebody needs to start looking for a ladder right now Somebody needs to start looking for a ladder. I don't know what your normal Sunday morning protocol is, but if you want to step out of your seat and come around this front, I invite you right now. Come on, somebody needs to start looking for a ladder. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. I know sometimes you feel all alone. I know sometimes that you feel isolated from people. And I, so, I know sometimes it seems like nobody cares. But I want to encourage you to look up today. I want to encourage you to look up today. Before we start to sing, as you gather here with us, maybe you're here today. And like John, stranded on the Isle of Patmos, deserted, all alone left to fend for himself that's what you feel like you're not the only one that's ever been there John was there 
John said, just when I thought that maybe I'd heard all I was supposed to hear, just when I thought that I had seen all of the revelation and all of the miraculous works of God that I would ever be able to see, I want to give you these beautiful last words. In Revelation 4, he said, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. (laughs) And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be. In other words, I'm going to show you things you've never seen before. I know you think it's over. I know you think you've heard all you're going to hear. But God's here saying, I want to open heaven to you. And I want to show you some stuff you've not even seen yet. I want to show you a depth of a relationship with me that you have never experienced. John said, I saw a ladder. And that point of connection was holding strong. Somebody here needs to know that there is a ladder available over top of your life. And it is a divine access point. It is a place of provision. It is a place of blessing that is activated by your sacrifice. Angels going up so angels can come back down. Angels going up and angels coming down. I want to encourage some of you, you want wonderful people today. Some of you need to let go and let God work today. Why don't you send some stuff up to heaven right now that can only come from here. Can I use a crude term today? The Bible tells us Jesus experienced it. He's hungry for it today. He's hungry for it today. Jesus is hungry for the praises of His people. It's the only thing He desires from this earth. And He gives you the divine opportunity to extend it to Him. So send something up the ladder today. And I got a feeling here in just a few moments, there's some stuff about to come down the ladder. (laughs) Worship team, would you lead us today? We're going to send some things up to heaven. And God's going to open the heavens and pour down things that can only come from glory. Thank you.